Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this song. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship. program and we are coming to you live for the first time in 2024. My name is Sharissa Tarosian and I'm joined in studio today by my wonderful co-host, Pastor Danny. How are you, Pastor Danny? I'm praising the Lord, my friend, and uh, looking forward to what the Lord will do in our midst in this brand new year. Me too. I'm excited. And of course, all of this is only made possible because Shell is putting us on air. Amen. Amen. 
Good to have you here too, Shell. So good to have you guys back. <laughs> uh, it's good to have Shell. She's always smiling and um, it's just wonderful to have her and you. Yeah, and yeah. here we are, the three the three amigos. Ourselves. <laughs> the we three stooges, <laughs> the three amigos, the three musketeers, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We welcome all of our listeners wherever you're joining us from and we hope you gain a great blessing, a great encouragement from today's program. We have a lot in store as we always do. So today, what can our listeners look forward to? Well, today we have a lot to catch up on because we haven't been live on the air for a few weeks now since uh, the end of last year. So we've got a lot of Interesting um, and very important news items in connection with Bible prophecy to kick the year off that have happened the last month. This is the last day of January, and um, there's so much that's already happened. So we've really hit the ground running in 2024, which I thought would be the case, but it's gone beyond my expectations. So huge, huge, huge stuff to start us off in 2024. Absolutely. So, folks, if you're listening, you've probably gathered that Danny won't be short of a word today. <laughs> He's got a lot here to share, and we're going to have a lot to It go only through. gets worse as the years go on. <laughs> well, there is a lot to share, as you said, and, and I'm looking forward to going through those headlines together. A reminder, too, that this is a live broadcast, and so we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you would like to connect with us, our studio number, we'll share it with you in just a minute. But a reminder, too, that you can access all the past programs of this program on our faith fm website or you should get the app the faith fm app faithfm.com.au is the website you can go there and browse all the past uh, episodes of this program and every other program on this uh, radio station there is podcasts and there's some great material there so i encourage you to check it out and don't just check it out but share it with a friend the number to text us on today is 0488-817-624 that's if you have a comment maybe a question Um, certainly you'll need this number later in our program for our giveaway we'll have a prize and we'll tell you more about that a little bit later on but in the meantime yes stay with us because we have something really exciting uh, for you today i'm excited because this weekend we are going to a prayer conference Mm. Uh, we have a prayer conference and the theme song for this prayer conference is called follow the lamb and it's by carly fletcher and Believe it or not, Carly is going to be the singer for this song that we're going to open up our program wow, with Wow, what right a now. way to begin. Yes, it's entitled Just Like You. Carly wrote this herself, so we pray that you are blessed. And then after this song, we will continue with our current events. Lord, help me to be quick to Slow to speak and slow to anger To follow after you For that is what you are My example When I am tempted to go to
chose to say Father, forgive them Help me follow in your way Set a guard over my mouth Let the words I speak be sweet Help me by your spirit to Carly Fletcher, Just Like You. That was one that she authored herself. And this is the Looking Up program. And we're live today. It's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, 31st of January. Can you believe we're almost knocking on, we're already knocking on the door of February. Well and truly. Well and truly. Wow, the year's flying. I know. I can't Time believe, I cannot believe how quickly this first month has just whizzed by. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you've had a lot happen since I have the, uh, had, yeah, since, since we were on air last, um, which I believe was the 13th of December no last way. year. That was the last time we were live seems on like, air. Seems like a year ago. It does, it does. And um, so, yeah, a number of things have taken place um, in, in my family. Mm. Uh, my dad had a major stroke about two and a half, almost three weeks ago. Sorry. He's a listener to... Is to he? the Looking Up show? Well, he has to because, I mean, <laughs> I've told him, if you really care about your son, you'll listen to his program every week and then you'll listen to the replays and reruns. <laughs> no, I don't say that. Um, but he's got time now. He's in rehab, praise the Lord. He mm. came through it and um, it was a bit touch and go. We were at Fraser Island. Mm. I'd never, well, I'd only been to Fraser Island. You were with a, him? No, I wasn't. Okay. He was at home. Um, it was kind of a really interesting situation because uh, one of my sisters, uh, Rachel, she was with me at, in, on Fraser Island. Um, we were there uh, with her partner as well, Pete, and um, yeah, we were having a great time and there's not much reception there. Um, depending on where you are, there is reception, but where we were, there really wasn't. And so 
it took them a while to finally get hold of us. And my other sister, uh, Lydia, she was um, at a camp, the Somerset Dam, I think it's called, there, the, the, the church campsite there by, by the dam. And so she was there with her daughter as a, as a, as a counsellor. And so she really couldn't be reached by phone. And so my dad had his major stroke on, on the Friday. We were all away. But fortunately, my brother-in-law was there. And my brother-in-law was able to assess the situation like after 24 hours or so, it, it appears, um, and realised something wasn't right. So, yeah. But, yeah, it was a bit touch and oh, go, but praise the Lord, he's, he's on the way up. And, um, and, I'm, and sadly, my, um, my wife's best friend uh, passed away from ovarian mm. cancer. Mm. Uh, I got up, to meet her. In, yes, you did. She was at the prayer conference yeah, last year. I remember year. meeting her at the prayer conference, and I, I could tell that she was fighting cancer because yeah. she didn't have any hair. But she was such a beautiful yeah, Christian absolutely. person, like so positive, so trusting in God. Absolutely, no matter what happened. Absolutely, and um, yeah, Esty is her name, and um, yeah, so the funeral for her was last week. It was a massive funeral, which I expected because she was well-loved and very inclusive kind of person, you know, just loved everyone, and um, yeah, just, just was a lovely person, and so yeah, her life was sadly cut short, but she looked forward to the resurrection. Amen. She looked forward to um, a new world. And the last words that I shared with her were from Revelation 21 and 22 there by her hospital bedside mm. only a few days before she passed away the last time I saw her this side of the New Jerusalem. And I read to her those beautiful passages from Revelation 21 and 22 in connection you know, with what with what God mm-hmm. is preparing for those who love him, for those that put their faith and trust in him. And she trusted in Jesus. She yep. was... She was, um, yeah, in tune with him, and so that's yeah. that's that's very. It's so much hope in yeah, God's word and with the promise of His soon return. I uh, I didn't have quite as many personal, like close family members affected through um, tragedy and and health crises over the last little while, but uh, we did have a church member pass away. We did have um, a visit with another, and actually, many of our listeners probably heard about Imogen. Little baby Imogen, yes, she was Imogen. no longer a baby. She was four, yeah. but always a baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're always your mom's baby. Um, but yeah, we got to visit with the family and be present for um, a time of prayer and an anointing for her. Mm-hmm. It was her last anointing, actually, and then I think a week later she passed away. Mm-hmm. But I was very moved by my time with that family because um, the parents, beautiful people, just people who are they were holding on to God 100%. Mm. And the prayers, asking God, you know, accepting whatever the outcome, but still praying and holding on to hope that God would heal her even so, even at that time. It's just very moving, very powerful, the whole family. And um, actually this coming Sunday, they will be the funeral oh, for right? um, Imogen and uh, be here in um, in this area. But look, uh, what, a, what a promise of hope we have to look forward to that, Death is not the end for the friends of Jesus. Mm. It's just a little pause, but yeah. they will see, they will live again when Absolutely. Jesus comes and they hear his voice. Ah, that's that's going to be such it a wonderful is, and, day. Um, and that's why the Apostle Paul, you know, he writes in in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, he says, you know, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. We right. grieve, of course we grieve, because we were not designed mm-hmm. um, to, to have to bid farewell mm-hmm. to one another at, at times like that. We were designed to live forever. 
Absolutely. But when we grieve, we grieve with hope, mm. with that blessed hope. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, that's, and that's why we are comforted mm-hmm. by those words in Scripture. And that's what the Bible says, comfort one another with, with these words. words. And both those individuals, your, your wife's best friend mm, and um, little Imogen, both of them touch so many lives, mm. you know, through their trust in God, in their trial. And uh, that's a wonderful testimony yeah. too. And her favorite hymn um, was Blessed Assurance, Esty. Oh. And we sang, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. You know? And it goes on. It's just a beautiful hymn. I think that's 462, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the hymn that we all sung nice. there at, at, at her funeral service. And it's just a beautiful hymn. Filled with hope, filled with assurance, filled with trust, yeah. filled with peace, you yeah. know, that peace that passes all understanding. And so, yeah, she really was someone who, um, yeah, just showcased faith in God and trusting in God, never complained, um, just did all she possibly could from her end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she, I believe, extended her life because she was, uh, she was diagnosed with stage four. Yeah. Um, she wasn't very That's well, but, but God, provided six years for her that's a miracle and that is a miracle someone oh. with stage four ovarian cancer to you know fight for some six years it's the same with the imogen like she yeah. had an aggressive cancer too in the brain yeah in the brain and yeah, she wasn't expected to live beyond you know i guess a few days four years god yeah, gave her absolutely a miracle too well, I guess for our listeners, you know, maybe their lives have been touched by mm. death too in the last since we were last all here on live. And um, I guess an encouragement for us: these things cause us to reflect on our own relationship with God, mm. and really, it's a call for us each one to to have our lives in His hands, to give our hearts to Him, because you know, outside of Jesus. This life is all there is, but if you give your life to him, then he wants to give to you a life that is matched even to the life of God, an eternal life, a mm. life with no end. Amen. That's amazing. Amen. So, um, yeah, we, we should encourage our listeners to make sure that you uh, take some time to talk to God today. Take some time to open your heart to him in prayer and, and read the promises of his word to you because there's no better thing than to walk with Jesus into 2024. Amen. Amen. And probably worth giving another plug to the prayer conference that's, that's coming up in a couple of days' time. If you want to start the year off yeah. with Christ and really focus Perfect. on your prayer life in particular, why not come along? And I was just talking to Sharissa before we got on air, and there is space, plenty of space still for anybody who wants to get on board. You know, this is the last train out. This is probably one of the last <laughs> invitations you're going to get to get. But um, why not? Do you want to just briefly share with uh, yeah, I do. with our listeners some of the details, uh, when it is, cost, and so on and so forth? Yeah, so this coming weekend, we've got over 400 people coming together wow. at the – Yarra Holiday and Adventure Park. I think it's the Yarra Holiday Park. It used to be Stewart's Point Convention Center. And uh, we're going to be coming together to to really connect with God. That's what it's like. I think of prayer conferences being like a, a petrol station. Mm. <laughs> you fill up and then you're ready to keep going for the rest of your year. So we've got um, Sandra Enterman. She's coming back. She'll be singing. Fantastic. Um, we've got a speaker flying across the sea. As we speak, um, <laughs> Dwayne Lemon is his name, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got an amazing testimony. I think he might be sharing it this weekend. Uh, used to be a dancer, 
actually, wow. for some famous singers. And, uh, yeah, so he'll be sharing some wonderful messages from the Word and lots of testimonies and answers to prayer and, mm. and things to encourage us to keep our faith in Jesus. If you're interested in joining, it's still not too late. You can't get the meals, but you can attend. You could hear from Fast and Pray. There's an idea. <laughs> or you can make friends. <laughs> you can make friends. <laughs> which I tend to do, which I tend to do often. Bring a picnic if you wanted to. And basically the website that you would go to to find uh, how you can register, because everybody registers if they're coming for the day or they're coming for the weekend. It's the same price. Um, it's nnsw.adventist.org.au. If you go there and type in Prayer Conference 2024, it'll pull up the page and you can click on the registration link and there's still time. Okay, so that was nnsw. Yes. Dot Adventist.org.au. There you go. And type in Prayer Conference 2024. Fantastic. All right. Well, yeah. that was... Um, that was worth sharing, and I'm sure even if one person, even if one person um, possibly heard about it for the very first time, this might be the first first time they've heard about it, mm. um, it'll be well worth us sharing. Yes, you'll be so, blessed. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, how's, well, before we get into how's Judah doing, something major took place you know, whilst, whilst the break was taking place. Something we, huge, huge, huge took true, place. Something huge took place on his birthday. He was born on the 4th of January. On his birthday, he decided he didn't want to crawl anymore. Crawling was for babies, and he just took off. He's been walking ever since. He doesn't crawl anywhere anymore. And he says this word over and over again. It's the word wow. Wow. Everything is wow. Everything is wow. Oh, he's a friend of mine. And he wakes up in the morning, and he sees himself in the mirror, and he waves at himself, and he says, hiya. <laughs> so saying hi to himself every day. It's really cute. He's but, got a good uh, positive self-image of himself. Yeah. I can see that from an early I was just telling early. Shell, I'm looking forward to all the, the conversations that hopefully we'll be having very soon. <laughs> it's oh, exciting. That's exciting. That's exciting. So he started walking on his birthday. Yeah. Wow. And apparently that's not like, it's common for kind of a few kids. They start on their birthday. I was talking to some other mums and they said, my daughter started on her birthday too. Right? And apparently it's a thing. There you go. <laughs> it's like a switch turns on. Something, eh? But we're all different. Yeah. It's time to graduate <laughs> from crawling to running. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, he's going to keep you on your toes. That's for sure. That's right. That's really good. So, um. All right, well, we've got a lot to, to deal with um, yeah. during this um, program as we sort of catch up on where things have been over this last uh, month and, uh, you know, where, where things will potentially be heading. I think this is going to be a, a full-on year. I believe last year was pretty full-on, but this year, especially being an election year there, Yes, in the no. land of the free and the home of the brave. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot taking place um, in that space, and we'll be covering that not so much from a political point of view, but from a prophetic point of view. Mm. Obviously, politics and prophecy are working together, and so we'll be we'll certainly keep an eye on that. But I guess probably the first thing we want to begin by taking a look at is um, our friends from the Doomsday Clock. This is your favorite clock. Yes, my favorite <laughs> clock. My favorite clock. And so each year in January since um, 1947, yeah. they have been um, updating this doomsday clock. This doomsday clock, in case people don't know what it is, this doomsday clock was uh, founded in 1945 by the one and only Albert Einstein mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, Mr. J. Robert Einstein. Oppenheimer, there was a movie 
Oppenheimer last year and the University of Chicago scientists who helped develop the first atomic weapons in the Manhattan Project. So they were, the, they were part of developing, you know, the atomic bomb that, that caused so much death and destruction there in Japan, in, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And anyway, since um, 1947, um, this metaphor, this doomsday clock, has been put forward by these scientists. And so they come together every year to update the world based on what's taking place in the world. Are we further or closer to midnight? Midnight being, you know, the apocalypse and the end of all things. And so the clock's been going up and down over the years since 1947. And recently, in recent years, it has um, dropped closest to midnight, two mm-hmm. minutes to midnight. And uh, Was that where it was last year? No, the year before it was um, two minutes to midnight. Last year, they dropped it down to, sorry, two years before that, 100 seconds to midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, 90 seconds to midnight. Okay. So this is, um, yeah, this is the closest. And this is what it says here from reading from the, from the website. And there's about nine Nobel, Nobel laureates. Make no mistake, clock freeze, no indicator of stability. And they go on, they talk about where things are at as we head 90 seconds to midnight. And what's fascinating to me is that Jesus talked about midnight. In Matthew 25 and verse 6, Jesus said, and at midnight the cry Mm. was heard, go out to meet him. So midnight in the Bible is a metaphor for the coming of Jesus and here. That's a beautiful, beautiful metaphor for us on this program, Mm. the Looking Up program. Well, thank you for sharing that, Pastor Denny. I know there's a lot more where that came from, a lot more to talk about. So stay with us, folks. But right now, Pamela Jovanovic is bringing to us another beautiful song. Did she write it? Home. Home. She wrote it.
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. show and we are just continuing in our broadcast but before we do we want to let you know about an amazing offer Uh, well I should say it's a prize giveaway and we have 10 copies of this amazing book which we'll tell you how to get it and a little bit later in the program we'll give you the code word but for now just know that you should be listening because this book is a beautiful book it's called steps to personal revival and we actually were talking about this Mm. in our opening segment we're talking about the importance of having a friendship with Jesus, a personal walk with Jesus, a personal friendship with him. So if you want to know how you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, what did Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit? And uh, is there a spiritual cause to our problems? And is this the cause of a lack of the Holy Spirit something that we can address? Then this is a book you must get. It's by Helmut Halbiel. Have you read this? I have. It's a brilliant book. It is a brilliant brilliant book. book. Beautiful book. Nice and simple. Very, very simple. Everybody needs to read this book. It's really, really beautiful. So there you go. You heard it from Pastor Danny. Keep listening. We will tell you the code word a little bit later in this program. And when we do, you will simply want to keep the studio number with you to text the word in because the first 10 people to text us will receive this book as a little gift uh, for listening today. So the number is 0488-817-624. All right, Pastor Danny. So we talked about the doomsday clock. Uh, yes, um, I, uh, we'll, we'll share a little more on that. And um, and it's interesting that there is so much taking place even just here in our own backyard. Um, yeah. There's a lot of upheaval when it comes to the environment. <laughs> I mean, we've had we've had floods up north. We had uh, cyclone Kiralee, is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yes, up, up Queensland. north Queensland. Yeah, um, and they were battered by a cyclone not so long ago. That's right. My but, grandparents they were in the thick of it there. Were they? they their house received a few things damaged, but they were okay. Praise okay. the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. So I haven't heard that, that there's been any serious injury and death. Praise the Lord for that. That's the most important thing. But yeah, there's there's been more damage going through because I've barely finished cleaning up from the last cyclone. That's right. That took place there in Cairns especially and that area, Port Douglas and the the daintree mm-hmm. rainforest and now they've got more and then you've got heat waves mm. taking place and you know in the news we were just listening to there's a place i think they mentioned i can't remember what the name was they're going to have like four or five days of 45 degrees mm-hmm. in a row so there's there's a lot taking place um when it comes to that the, the weather does seem to be very very unsettled and so i guess this is playing into the the hands of those who are saying that this is all part of man-made climate uh, catastrophe yep. that continues to increase. And um, the the doomsday clock, uh, they certainly tap into that as well. So before we went to, before we went to the break, I, I shared that the clock remains at 90 seconds to midnight. And, mm-hmm. um, so they didn't change it from 20. They didn't change it. Yes. Yeah. So I did have a look at, um, where things have been at in the last number of years. So in 2018, it dropped down to two minutes to midnight 
and it remains so 2019-2020. It dropped down to 100 seconds to midnight where it remained for the next couple of years. And then last year, they dropped it down to 90 seconds to midnight. And that is where it remains. And the headline last year was a time of unprecedented danger. And so this is this is uh, the little blurb from from the scientists and what they have to say. They say, make no mistake, clock freeze, no indicator of stability. That's Bulletin <laughs> of the atomic scientists cites wars, multidimensional nuclear threats, failures to address the climate crisis, bio threats, and artificial intelligence. Mm. What a list of challenges that are facing our world. Rachel Bronson, who is the president, she has a PhD, she's the president and CEO of the Bulletin. This is what she had to say. Make no mistake, resetting the clock at 90 seconds to midnight is not an indication that the world is stable. Quite the opposite. It's urgent for governments and communities around the world to act, and the Bulletin remains hopeful and inspired in seeing the younger generations leading the charge. So she's saying that, you know, we're, we're not in a very, very good place. It goes on here and it talks about, you know, the many dimensions of nuclear threat, and we've got the war in the Middle East currently, um, which is front and centre. There's the war in the Ukraine. There's tension uh, over Taiwan between China and Taiwan, and you've got North Korea, uh, they are, you know, they are blasting out their, their, their nuclear weapons and doing tests and so forth. And so there's a lot taking place um, in, in that space. Then you've got obviously, you know, the climate, the evolving biological threats, the dangers of AI, um, and, and all these different things that they have shared. And so they're saying that, you know, we... We are in an existential crisis. Hmm. And that reminds us of Luke 21. Mm -hmm. So if you want to read the reason why we do this show, Luke 21, and um, what Jesus had to say in connection with his coming, and maybe we can pick it up in verse 25, if you want to read verse 25 all the way through to verse 28. And this really is the biblical description of what we have just read here from these scientists and many of them, if not most of them, I don't know how many of these, you know, nine Nobel laureates have any belief in the Bible whatsoever. But notice what Jesus had to say. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon and in the stars and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Mm, so what does that say to you? We've just read these headlines from the Doomsday Clock scientists. It's an appropriate headline to have right next to this passage. <laughs> it is. I mean, th- they're like a carbon copy. Yeah, it is. So what, what do we have in this passage? We have oh, in verse 26, yeah, fear. men's hearts failing, failing them from fear. Mm-hmm. There's perplexity. And anxiety about the future, things which are coming on the earth. Yeah, distress distress. amongst the nations. Mm -hmm. That's that's literally word for word, just using different language Mm -hmm. as to what our our friends here had to say. Um, We're living in these times. We're living in these times. What a wonderful time to have a looking up show. 
It is. It is. Let me just share with you. Because you don't want to look down. No, you don't want to look down. The only way to look up is to look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. This is this is what the statement says. Okay, ominous trends continue to point the world toward global catastrophe. Mm. This is the language they're using. The war in Ukraine and the widespread and growing re- reliance on nuclear weapons increase the risk of nuclear escalation. China, Russia, and the United States are all spending huge sums to expand or modernize their nuclear arsenals, adding to the ever-present danger of nuclear war through mistake or miscalculation. Mm. Anyone could accidentally, you know, have a have a, have a blood rush mm-hmm. to the head. Mm-hmm. Press a button. Things could escalate very, very quickly. Um, but praise the Lord. I'm praising God that he is on his throne. He's on his throne and he is in control. Absolutely. He's in control. And we're going to go to a couple of scriptures that yes. literally describe what we have just read. Mm-hmm. But let's first of all take a look at Governor Jerry Brown. Um, he's the executive Tell us chair. About Jerry. This is, yeah, this is uh, a governor there in the United States. I'm not sure if he's still a governor, but he was. He was a governor um, of one of the states in the U.S. And he says, as though on the Titanic, leaders are steering the world toward catastrophe. More nuclear bombs, vast carbon emissions, dangerous pathogens, and artificial intelligence. Only the big powers like China, America, and Russia can pull us back. Praise the Lord. There is someone other than Russia, China, and America that is pulling the winds back. And we're going to look at that in a moment. And he says, despite antagonisms, they must cooperate or we are doomed. That's what he says. This is the language of this guy. Anyway, um, and, and it's interesting. They are looking at human solutions. They still believe and trust that humans can take us away from the brink. That we okay. brought ourselves that to. That we have brought ourselves to. Here's one more before we go to the scriptures. Um, this is um, another guy by the name of Bill Nye who participated um, in the 2024 Doomsday Clock announcement. And he said, for decades, scientists have been warning us of the dangers facing humankind. We could be facing catastrophe unless we better manage the technology that we've created. It's time to act. Mm-hmm. So... They are looking at a human solution. Now, let's go to Scripture, my friend, yep. and let's find out who alone is holding back the winds of strife. Mm-hmm. Revelation chapter 7. Let's go to Revelation chapter 7, and let's find out why God is still holding back the winds of strife. And this is really good news for all of us, Sharissa. We need Revelation good news. 7. We definitely need good news. So we're comparing Scripture with the headlines. Yes. Revelation 7, if you want to read verses 1 to 3. After these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth. Now, does that mean the earth is like flat? No, so it doesn't. What was that? This is, this is um, just a symbolic language or, or biblical language to describe the, the world, earth. just like the four Com- yeah, well, well, the four, four, points, of a four points of a compass, exactly right. Just the whole world. All right. Holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Okay, so what does this Bible verse tell us? What does this passage tell us? Well, I just read it. <laughs> but um, Explain. We need it. We need yeah, to yeah, yeah. unpack it a little. Yes. Well, so there's obviously a time where the angels are holding back mm-hmm. the winds of strife. Yes. 
from blowing on the earth, um, and they're waiting until God says his servants have been sealed in their foreheads. Mm -hmm. So this is right at the end of time, isn't it? Correct. Because the sealing sealing happens right before. Just before Jesus Jesus comes. comes. Yeah, so we've we've got those who have the seal of God. And those who have the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. And we started to unpack that toward the end of last year. And you're going to continue with that. Um, Thank you for reminding me. In the coming weeks, <laughs> we're going to continue with that theme. Yeah. And so before before God's people, before the world, before everyone's had their opportunity to make their choice, when that final worship showdown happens, when, when, when that issue over worship and who you will worship, the creator God or the creature, mm. will be brought to the attention of every single person, exactly, every man, woman, a child, then there will be those that will be sealed one way or the other. And then once the sealing happens, then God allows those angels to release those winds. Mm -hmm. So until then, we do not need to be afraid that humans Mm -hmm. will take the initiative and start pressing buttons where, you know, all hell breaks loose and we end up at midnight, according to these scientists. Mm-hmm. That's you, good news. That's great news. Yeah. That's fantastic news. But also the importance of us giving our hearts and lives to Christ. Yeah. He's waiting for us. He wants to seal each and every person. And someone who is sealed, we've looked at this in the past and we'll look at the seal of God more in the future, but a seal is someone who 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 has settled their decision with Christ. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a great point that the Bible even is is directing us to here that the seal they're sealed in their mm-hmm. foreheads. Exactly. When your foreheads the place where you make your decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so God is going to have a people who have settled into a decided decision. <laughs> I don't know how to say it any yeah, differently. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, of saying we will live for Jesus. Mm. We will follow God no matter what. We'll do whatever he says and follow Amen. him wherever he goes. Amen. Yeah, that's powerful. And it's interesting, in verse 4 it says, um, these who are sealed, it speaks of them as the Mm 144,000. So this is obviously symbolic language to describe, you know, those who are God's people. Um, And because that that language, again, comes in Revelation 14. That's right. And the theme of the prayer conference following the Lamb is in this passage. So true. Again, Everyone should be there, but yeah. <laughs> we'll record and the audio and release it later. <laughs> yeah, we will, we will. And in the next minute or so, um, if we just sort of finish off with this, it says um, in Revelation 14, if you want to read verse 1, this is the parallel passage to Revelation 7. Yep. The Bible says here, Then I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. Mm. So, so name on the forehead. And in the... Context of Bible times, a name was synonymous with character. That's right. So having the Father's character settled into your mm-hmm, mind, which mm-hmm. is into your heart. Mm. And where do we see God's character most clearly portrayed? In Jesus. In Jesus. In and Jesus. when he was dying for us on the cross of Calvary, that was that was him. That was the gospel right there. Amen. But we see the love Amen. of God um, displayed in They are sold colors. out for Jesus, and they are the ones who, in verse 4, it says, these are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. Love it. They follow Jesus wherever he goes. How appropriate. Yeah. Well, wow. let's listen to a beautiful song by Phil Wickham. It's entitled, Look to Jesus. Appropriate mm. oh, for what we've just been talking about. done it again. Done it again. Death looks like an empty grave Fear looks like a giant slain 
look like gifts of grace when I look to Jesus. Failure's bout a victory. Sin has lost its hold on me. Endless love is all I see when I look to Jesus. How my heart leaps, how my soul sings. Bringing to us, look to Jesus. Good Christian song right there. Amen. Well, uh, before we continue, because we're getting all wound up here, it's Oof. it's and we've only just started stuff. the year. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, so it's, you know what's exciting, Sharissa? You better tell us. It's exciting <laughs> to see the biblical language of two thousand years ago in the New Testament, in particular, literally. Amazing. In front of our eyes on the major news headlines. That is amazing to me. Ah, 
In the words of Judah, wow, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you know, we want to give away some gifts um, to the first 10 people to text us. And I've been checking and you know what? It could just be us talking to ourselves today. <laughs> it could be. Please tell us that you're listening yeah. and there must be at least someone else out there listening. So we have a code word that I'm going to give away now. And you just simply text this code word to the number, which I'll give you. And then today's free giveaway for the first 10 people is this beautiful book by Helmut Haubiel. It's entitled Steps to Personal Revival, all about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, we were just talking about the seal of God mm. in that previous segment, and we we recognize as we look at God's word that the most important thing is to be sealed, to have the seal of the living God mm. placed Amen. in our foreheads. And so if you want to learn about the Holy Spirit and how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that's essential uh, for walking with Jesus, then you need this book. So the code word is, drumroll, L-U-2-4, comfort. The word Love comfort, C-O-M-F-O-R-T, L-U for looking up, 2-4 for the year 2024, and comfort. All one word, no emojis, text that, L-U-2-4, comfort, to 0488-817-624. So text the code word com- um, L-U-2-4, comfort, to 0488-817-624. And the first 10 people to do so, we will be giving to you this beautiful book. Fantastic. So let us know you're out there, folk. We want to hear from you. And if you've got any comments, any questions, any prayer requests, please let us know. Well, my friend. Um, <laughs> Steve, let us know. Okay. Of course I'm listening. Of course. Wonderful, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Great to have you. First cab off the – how does it go? First cab off the run? No? Well, you're first the, cab <laughs> off something? <laughs> you're the first cab. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Steve. Just on um, what we were talking about, this, uh, you know, the angels holding back the mm. winds of strife, you know, the biblical bang- language being used, you know, this midnight metaphor that has been used, you know, by these scientists. Um, fascinating language. Jesus used that metaphor concerning his coming. That same period of time at midnight is when the children of Israel were released from the land of Egypt. I hadn't thought about yeah. that connection Exodus, before. Exodus 12, 29. If you could find nice. that for us, Exodus 12, 29. Would you right. like to read that? Love to. And it came to pass at midnight. Interesting. That the Lord struck the, all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the, of livestock. And that was the tenth and final plague, and that ushered in the coming of Jesus. Mm. Guess what? What? The seventh and final plague ushers in the coming of Jesus. When wow. God's people are released yes. from this sin-sick world where they've been under the oppression of the Pharaoh, whose name is Satan, evil with a capital D. That's his name, mm. evil with a capital D. And um, and so they are released. It's also interesting that Paul and Silas, they were released at midnight. And they were singing. They were singing. They were praising God. They were sealed. Yes, even at midnight. At midnight. So midnight is also God's metaphor for the release of his people, the salvation of his people. At the darkest time in human history, Jesus intervenes. And the bridegroom comes at midnight in the um, parable in the of par- the ten verses. Yeah, Matthew 25, verse 6. 
Right, now we're all going to think about midnight. It's, uh, it's very, very interesting. <laughs> now, if you want to take a look at um, Revelation 11 yeah. and verse 18, this is in the context, the seventh angel has sounded, verse okay, 15. Okay, this is okay. it. This is at the very end of time. And this is what's taking place in the world and why Christ is coming and why and who he will judge. Verse 18. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Wow. The nations were angry, Mm -hmm. and you will destroy those who destroy the earth. This is the only time in human history that we have had the potential and the capability to destroy the world, and where the nations worldwide are all angry with one another. So true it's, it's on incredible. so many levels. Incredible. It's interesting. Um, I just read this um, Pentagon insider warns we are on the brink of World War Three after latest Iran attack. And um, so, you know, there is just so much tension. The United States have lost three soldiers mm. in the last 24, 48 hours whenever whenever that attack took place there in Jordan. And the United Terrible. States is now planning its response. It has to respond. Mm. Nations are angry. Nations are angry. Now what how it will respond, what will be what will be the escalation? Mm. Only God knows. But that's where we're up to. And it's interesting that um, you know, our our friend Donald Trump, who is vying vying for the presidency he obviously blames um, Joe Biden um, for bringing the world to the brink of World War Three. You remember I was using that language, a world on the brink, and mm-hmm, I gave those mm-hmm. 12 different points, mm-hmm. a world on the brink. They're, they're using that language to talk about where where we are and where we have been and uh, where things are going. And so things are, things are, are very, very precarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting that Donald Trump, this is what he said. He says, we are at the brink of World War Three. just in case anybody doesn't know it. <laughs> As president, I'll bring back peace through strength. Wow. And so he said within 24 hours of him becoming president of the United States, he would, he would, he would structure a peace deal for the world, for the Middle East, for Ukraine and Russia. He would be the savior. He would have the solution. When is the election again? It's uh, in November. It's usually, oh, I think, the first Tuesday <laughs> in November. I think something yeah, yeah. like that. It's uh, I know it's on a Tuesday and okay. it's in November. So well, It's going to be uh, a year full of prophetic yeah, headlines. It, it will be. It will be. So so this is this is the, 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 the times that we are living in in connection with what the Bible has to say. So that's why we need to keep looking up mm-hmm. because our redemption is drawing near. Yeah, and you were speaking about like um, annihilating ourselves. We've never been able to do that before no, in we history. No, we haven't. Even AI, in a way, is is putting us out like it's it's ahead of us it in is. so many ways. It's so so smart. It is well well if um, if weaponry mm-hmm. is uh, combined with AI, where we could be in serious trouble. Yeah, we could be in serious trouble. Well, Jesus talked about wars and rumors of wars in Matthew twenty four. Yeah, he says there'll be wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, mm-hmm. and. He gave us the analogy of labor pains that this will only increase as his coming draws near. And that is why the angels have to hold back the winds of strife. Mm. Because if they did not, then humans 
would destroy themselves. Mm -hmm. That's where the enemy would push us. So praise God we have the scriptures. If we didn't have the scriptures, it would be doom and gloom. But we've got the scriptures. So when we see these headlines, we know that Jesus is on his way. That is why, you know, we're to look up. All right. Well, let's continue on. Um, We we have a text here. Oh, you got a text. Okay, Uh, share that. Lydia. Oh, my sister. Yes. Oh, there you go. She says, welcome back, Sharissa, Shell, and Danny. It's great to have you all back for another exciting year. Thanks for listening, Lydia. And and it's always good that you're keeping your brother (laughs) (laughs) on track. (laughs) On track. (laughs) Poor thing. She has a hard job. You got your sister and your dad looking out for you. I know. I know. Exactly right. (laughs) Now, what's interesting is that 2023 was uh, one of the most violent years when it comes to Christians facing persecution. Did you know that? Yeah. I did not know that. According to Open Doors, Mm -hmm. they monitor persecution um, that Christians face in the world. Mm -hmm. And the headline read, and this was from from the Christian Post, a Christian um, news website, Christians faced record level of violent attacks in 2023, Open Doors warns. Mm. So it says here, the International Christian Persecution Watchdog Group Open Doors warned in its latest annual report about a dramatic increase in violence against Christians and places of worship worldwide as nearly 5,000 Christians were killed for their faith. Wow. 5,000 Christians, that's that's like 100 a week. That's huge. 100 a week. Um, you don't hear about no, it. It's, it's hard on, to comprehend on, on, it. on the news. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you've got you've got so much persecution, and that's the numbers that we're aware of. That's right. There's probably a whole heap more that we're not aware of. And Jesus, but God knows. God knows. God knows every one of those souls right. that have given their hearts um, to Christ and they've sacrificed for Christ. Mm-hmm. In North Korea and many of those Islamic uh, nations, North Africa and the Middle East in particular, um, where the greatest persecution is taking place in China, God knows each one. They are sealed. They've 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 sealed their fate with Christ, and when He comes, He will raise them up. When that heavenly alarm clock sounds, Amen. <laughs> so yeah, we praise the Lord um, for for that blessed hope that we have, and we need to be praying. The Bible says we ought to pray. Pray without ceasing. Pray without and pray for those who are being persecuted. Pray for the persecuted. Yeah. Pray for the persecutors and the persecuted. And you know what? Um, Persecution will only intensify. And at the end of time, according to Revelation, we know that persecution will especially be targeted against God's end time people who keep Mm. the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. And it shouldn't surprise us really because, um, you know, the world wasn't kind to Jesus either. And it won't be kind to his followers. But, no, it won't. But we have a greater promise of his presence with us always, and no matter what we go through. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's change gears a little now. We're going to get back to some other things, um, especially some of the things that took place at the World Economic Forum, which is really, really big stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming Something for you to tell unpre- us about it. Oh, you're just going to have to wait a little bit more. <laughs> and our listeners will have to wait a little bit more. But something unprecedented took place there at the World Economic Forum, which has been meeting since 1971, okay. the year I was born. Oh, so no. a good thing happened and a now bad thing happened. Now we know how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> In 1971. But, um, yeah, something really interesting that I'm going to share. But it's interesting just as we change gears um uh, this was an interesting headline that came out toward the end of last year in december december 15 church of england votes to formally commend prayers of blessing 
for same-sex couples. Church of England? This is We've got the Church oh. of Rome as well. We've got Pope Francis as well and what he's going to say. But the Church of England came out. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, the, the Church of England's House of Bishops voted um, 24 in favour and 11 against. And it's Isn't really that? caused a huge kerfuffle in the, in the Anglican Church or the Church of England. They're very closely aligned, the Anglican Church, with... The Catholic Church? They are very, very similar. Well, well. well, yeah, the Anglican Church broke away from the Catholic Church because of a marriage situation right. with the King of England That's right. many moons ago. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so, but, but they've got very, very similar structures and, um, and very similar traditions. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting, oh. it's, it's interesting how, how this is all taking place now. And, yeah, there's been an uproar. In the church, and here is you know one 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 Anglican leader said, um, since the Lord does not bless same-sex unions, it is pastorally deceptive and blasphemous to craft prayers that invoke blessing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm. Th- these individuals are speaking out, and um, and one individual said um, that you know this this. Uh, where are we here? And we don't really know. They're talking about the disaster that this is, and we don't really know where this will end. But what we do know is God is sovereign, God is in charge, and that this um, is a really bad day for the Church of England. Mm. Absolutely. Well, it's a concerning time, but a time that uh, very much aligns with what the Bible said the Bible would said be happening. The days of right Noah, now. the days of Lot, even Absolutely. in the church. In the church. Well, God is calling us to come out of confusion and into his marvelous light at this time. And we're going to listen now to Laura's story uh, bring to us this beautiful song, Lift My Eyes. Promise. 
Listening to Laura's story, Lift My Eyes, beautiful song. And you are still listening to the Looking Up program. We're live today. It's Wednesday, the 31st of January. We're very much alive. We're very much alive, yes. Yes, well, we are (laughs) alive and live on the 31st of January. And it's uh, been an exciting program. We've got still lots more good things coming. A reminder that the code word to collect today's um, prize giveaway, if you're still part of the first 10 people to do so, is LU24COMFORT. 
LU24 Comfort. Text that word to 0488-817-624. And I know we've had some takers already, but there's still a couple left. So uh, LU24 Comfort, 0488-817-624. All right, my friend. Shall we press on? We've only got 30 minutes and counting, and there's so yes. much more to share. But um, we looked at uh, the Church of England, the Anglican Church, uh, approving... Uh, prayers and blessings for same-sex couples and, and the rift that that has caused and is causing because there are so many Anglicans out there who love Jesus, who love his word, and yes. they are deeply, and I mean deeply, distressed. You've got a number of friends. Yeah, um, my heart I have goes friends. Out to them. Yeah, they're deeply distressed by what's happening in their church and how the church I has turned too. its back on the absolute fundamental teaching of Christianity, of, of, of what it means to be a believer in God and His Word. I mean, this is the very first institution that God gave the human race, marriage yeah. between a man and a woman. And I imagine it would be very um, unsettling Oh, huge! Um, if that was happening and you could see your church departing from a clear, what the Bible says. A clear, thus saith the Lord. Absolutely. And so, a thus saith the Jesus. I mean, Jesus... He, he re-emphasized the importance and the permanence mm. of marriage. He did. Um, on a number of occasions, you know, the Apostle Paul, all the way through this, this imagery of a bride and a groom is describing God and his people, God and his church. It's a beautiful picture. Can't improve on God's design. You can't. And so, yeah, so that's really fascinating. And then you sent me an article um, uh, toward the end of last year, and it made world headlines. Mm-hmm. Not sure if the other one made world headlines, but this one certainly did. This was huge for the first time in 2,000 years. Wow, as our friend Judah would say. <laughs> this was the headline. Uh, Vatican approves blessings for same-sex couples in landmark ruling for LGBTQ Catholics. What are your thoughts on that? What did you think when you saw that come through? Uh, well got to find a new word but i thought wow <laughs> when i when i read that as i couldn't believe it really this is amazing um and it's just another reminder you know revelation talks about uh, a great city and this is all symbolic language like babylon the great is fallen mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. fallen mm-hmm. and that word babylon comes from the root word babel or babel um, meaning confusion <laughs> and i just can't help but thinking this is just a great picture of the spiritual world, you know, all around us in this world today, like confusion, Mm. like we are blessing things which God said he could not bless. Mm. Uh, You read, read the Bible and, and God says, very clear, very clear. And God says, you know, he has blessings for us, but it's, it's in his way. And there's no blessing outside of God's way, God's design. And and that's just so important we just shared there, Sharissa. God wants to bless us. He does. He wants to bless us, but he can only bless us when we follow his ways and his will. Absolutely. Um, that's just like, I mean, you've got a beautiful little boy, Judah. You cannot bless his misbehavior. You cannot bless him when he's doing that which is harmful to him, to you, and to others, and to his future. You cannot bless that. You cannot condone that. Mm -hmm. You have to pull him up. You've got to try and pull him back on the right track. Mm -hmm. And so that's what God tries to do. God wants to bless all people. He loves all people. We're his children. Jesus died for all. He wants all to be saved. There's a song that says, God loves people more than anything. Amen. And that's, that's true. Amen. And it's interesting, just two years prior, in 2021, okay, the church 
had previously barred same-sex couples from receiving blessings. So there's a huge backflip yeah. in just two years. And this years. is what the church said. It said, God cannot bless sin. I'm quoting the words. <laughs> God so, cannot bless sin two years before 2023. But in 2023, in December 18, or whenever this announcement came out around that period, God can. He's changed his mind two years ask, later, and he can now bless. I was going to ask you, I, I'd forgotten what the justification is for this change of mind. There is no is, justification. Is well, Pope Francis said that we ought to show love and kindness and generosity to all. God loves all, which is true. That it's is mixing true. truth and error. Yeah. What Pope Francis is brilliant at, and let's, let's not forget who he is, he is the first Jesuit Pope. Now, if folk want to know who the Jesuits were, they were they were brilliant at infiltrating and being all things to all people in order to get to the bottom line. You know, the ends justify the means. And that's right. probably all I need to say now. Maybe we can tap into that on some other occasion. Right. But anyway, um you have you you have Pope uh, Francis saying that yeah we need to see we need to seek out to reach to pe- reach out to people all people god wants to bless all people and the blessing for same sex couples is not the same blessing as that for a married couple one man and one woman no it's a different blessing <laughs> it's don't confuse the two blessings he says yeah it's like god has different blessings for different situations god will either bless you well, he won't. He doesn't have half a blessing. That's like being half pregnant. <laughs> Can you be half pregnant? No. No, you're either pregnant or you're not. Yeah. This is the. This was the. These were the words underneath the headline: Roman Catholic priests will be able to bless same-sex couples as long as the blessings are not part of the regular church rituals or liturgies under a landmark ruling approved by Pope Francis. And, um, you know, huge, huge fallout um, in connection with this. And then um, next month, January 15, just, uh, just under a month after he made that announcement, here was the headline from AP, um, Associated Press, the Pope acknowledges resistance to same-sex blessings but doubles down on his decision. Mm. So, so he, he uh, stood by it. He defended his controversial decision to let priests bless same-sex couples, but admitted that, and these are his words now, solitude is a price you have to pay when you make difficult decisions. So obviously he's been put in the freezer <laughs> by many of his, um, you know, leading clerics. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just interesting here, this year, this Vatican uh, December 18 declaration restated, restated traditional church teaching that marriage is a lifelong union between a man and a woman, but it allowed priests to offer spontaneous, as we have already talked. And then at the end of that article, this is what he says. He says, sometimes decisions are not accepted, mm-hmm. but in most cases when you don't accept a decision, it's because you don't understand. Mm. So he's saying those, ha- that, those that haven't uh, accepted his decision, it's because they don't fully understand. If they had better understanding, better comprehension, <laughs> then they would come around and see things as he sees things and is seeking to move the church in a more progressive, a more loving, a more kind, a more inclusive way to reach out to the world. It just kind of makes me frustrated feeling on the inside because, you know, we can't keep everybody happy. Like we, the, the idea is in this modern age that, you know, everybody deserves to get whatever they want. But sometimes the things that we want actually are dangerous for us. They will harm us. They will hurt us. They will hold us back from experiencing the best life we could ever possibly have. 
And I think that's the difference. You know, he's trying to keep everybody happy. But God says, no, this won't help you. This is what will make you tremendously happy, abundantly happy. John 10, 10, 10 Jesus mm. came that he might give us life and that we might have Amen. it more abundantly. He doesn't want us to have a bad life. He wants us to have the best life. He does. So true happiness is in God's way. And yeah, there is unhappiness in every other way. That's not the way of Jesus. Yes. And, uh, you know, the Bible says there are many, you know, many thoughts in, in the heart of a man, but it's the will of the Lord that prevails, you know, and what, I'm, you know, often the things that we think are right, right. Uh, are often wrong. God alone is sovereign. He alone knows what's right and what's wrong. And, um, and he alone knows what's best for us. Of course, he wants to bless us. He wants to bless. But Pope Francis is seeking to take the position of God, knowing more than God as to what will bring true joy, happiness, peace, and eternal life. He is setting people up. That's dangerous. To head in the wrong direction. This is just, we should not, as, as Christian leaders, as Christian leaders, those who those who teach from the Bible, we ought to do just that. Teach from the Bible. God loves all people. He wants to save all people. But the whole point of repentance that we all need, we all need repentance. Repentance is to turn away from the direction that we are heading because as humans, our hearts are sinful. Yeah. You know, the, well, the, the human heart is sinful. It's wicked. I mean, who can know it, the Bible says. Yeah. And Jesus says, you know, if we're going to have eternal life well he talks about in john 3 that we must be born again in other words there's something wrong with the first birth of all of us exactly because we're all born with that propensity towards sin amen no one's teaching us to do things that were wrong it was just naturally our bent but we need to come to it we need a savior we need jesus and he he says that if you come to me he can transform our hearts and uh, he works you know, in us through and the Holy Spirit. And that's what he wants to do on a day-by-day basis in all of our lives, whether whoever, whoever you are, what, 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 whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, Jesus invites us all. And it's interesting that Jonathan Kahn, he's uh, oh, a yes. Jewish Christian. Yeah, uh, familiar with pr- him. Pretty, pretty well-known. He's written a lot of books. He's mm-hmm. got a very popular YouTube uh, podcast, YouTube. Yeah, he's, he's very popular. He's well-known. He was referring to this as the great apostasy, this, this very event. And he was just scathing. Yeah. Um, on his assessment of where the Church of Rome is, and yeah, just really, really scathing. And he was quoting from Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three, which speaks of the man of sin, wow. son of perdition. <laughs> you know, the falling away, the apostasia in uh-huh. the Greek. You uh-huh. know, the apostasy is saying this is it. Yeah. Is saying, is saying we have come to the apostasy. You know what's interesting is as you're sharing these headlines, it's sort of like in my mind I can see like the world's being divided into it two. Is. It it's is. into two. Like it is. There's a separation coming yeah. in the Church of England. Now there's a separation coming here in Catholicism. Yeah. And, and The Methodist Church. And the separation is always on the or, same thing. It's like yeah. God's word or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tradition. And, it's, and it's interesting. It's over the commandments. <laughs> yeah, Okay. True. This isn't a matter of the commandments. Yeah. A very clear, uh, thus saith the Lord, based in the word of God, in the mm-hmm. commandments in particular. And so I believe God is allowing these things to take place and he's using these as mechanisms to divide the world, the Christian world, into those who want to stand on a thus saith the Lord Mm -hmm. and those who don't. I had an interesting experience um, whilst I was there in Brisbane, in Burpengary, um, where my sister lives. There's it's a, a funny name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's a guy, he might be listening, I don't know if he's listening, Steve, and um, he's a Christian. He works there in, uh, in, the, in the phone shop, mm-hmm. like, you know, selling um, accessories 
mobile phones and fixing up phones and so on and so forth. Anyway, I got in a discussion with him. I saw, you know, that he's a Christian and, and we got into a discussion about, you know, Bible prophecy. And I said, yes, I, I focus. And he asked me about Israel and the Middle East. And what do you think? And I shared with him a little bit and I said, look, you need to read this book called The Great Controversy. And I got my sister to drop one off to him because I didn't have one with me. And he was just blown away by just some of the things I briefly shared with him that gave him a completely different perspective on mm. on where things are going. I gave him literally like the, the Reader's Digest five-minute summary. <laughs> you are capable of five-minute summary. <laughs> Can you believe it? It was a miracle. It was That's a miracle. That's amazing. That's the Holy and, Spirit. <laughs> um, and I talked to him about this final worship showdown and the truth and error and deception. And, so, and he saw it all. Wow. He saw it all. And so I'm praying that, yeah, he'll read that book, The Great Controversy. I gave one to a hairdresser. I went to a barber uh-huh. um, there, a lady barber, in the same shopping center there in Burpengary, and we got into that whole discussion of COVID, and she's like, wow, the stuff that happened during COVID was just crazy, and with liberties and so on and so forth that were under attack, it just didn't make sense. And I'm like, yeah, well, I actually um, fo- followed that but from, from what the Bible has to say. And she's like, really? Does the Bible have something to say? And I'm like, I took it to Revelation 13. I gave her the big picture without any details. Once again, brief summary. Um <laughs> And I dropped off a great controversy to her as well. That is amazing. Amazing. People are out there asking questions. Yes. They're, they're looking. These things are all making people Absolutely. look up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm telling you, Sharissa, there hasn't been a better time with those who are asking and seeking and searching to have a conversation to point them in the way of Jesus. Amen. There hasn't been a better time than this. And you this. know what else is backing up all of this better time stuff? is the financial situation of the oh, world. Oh, wow. Because wow, wow, when wow. the economy is dropping, like historically, it's always been a great time for people to receive the gospel. It has. It has. And where are we? 39 seconds. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get to that. But there was a massive headline, a massive headline. There, and, this, and, this, and this made the headlines on Channel 9. And it was uh, an economist, Harry Dent or something, and he's predicting a major world economic crash this year, 2024, where house prices are going to drop by 50%. Wow. Huge. I'm telling you. And he talks a little bit about some of that stuff. We don't have time to go into more of that. That's probably just enough. And that came out on Christmas Day. Good news for Christmas. (laughs) Friends, now's the time for a closer walk with Jesus. We're going to listen to uh, this song, Just a Closer Walk with Thee by the Lower Lights. And we'll have the news and be right back.
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. to the Looking Up program, and wow, time is flying. Can you believe it? I can't believe we're, we're in the last, we're, we're, we're in the home We're stretch. in the last this days and the last segment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, well, we've enjoyed, I'm enjoying this very much. But before we um, finish again, just one little plug for our giveaway. Uh, it's a Steps to Personal Revival by Helmut Halbiel, being filled with the Holy Spirit if you're interested. And there's still some copies left. LU2 for comfort. Text that. Code word LU two four comfort to the number zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. Okie dokie. Well, where do we go for this last section? Because we're definitely going to. Well, we'll overlap next week. Fortunately, we're back here next week. Praise That's the true. Lord. So this is uh, an ongoing roadshow. <laughs> it doesn't end until Jesus comes. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of other things. Um, yeah, we mentioned uh, the the economy um, mm-hmm. by this Harry Dent that was at the end of last year, and so we'll see what what will take place. Basically, what he says is that since 2008, there's been just so much money being poured into the economy by the world governments, which. Um, isn't in a natural setting. It's been artificial, which has been money printing, which we all know, which has caused inflation mm-hmm. and uh, you know house prices to go through the roof and a whole bunch of other things. And he's saying that a correction needs to take place. And he believes that this year could be the year when that correction takes place, when the bottom falls out of the stock market, the housing market in particular, and especially for us here in Australia, because house prices since 2020, since COVID, have gone through the roof. Sky high. Have gone through the roof. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine. I won't mention who he, what his name is, but he was telling me here in Wadigan Park, where I live, in Kurumbong, Okay, most people have not even heard of Kurumbong. No. Okay. <laughs> in Wadigan Park, which is uh, a new development here in Kurumbong, okay, um, house block, 900 square metres, cost him $800,000. Did no you hear that? No house on it. No house, no house on it. Not a brick in, laid. In, the, in Kurumbong. In Kurumbong. In Where's Kurumbong? Kurumbong? Well, <laughs> that's in Lake Macquarie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in case people are wondering, where is Kurumbong? Um, the Bong. <laughs> the Bong, yeah, we call it the Bong. Um, here in Lake Macquarie, you know, in between Central Coast and Newcastle. But, I mean, it's just 800, ridiculous. 800000 For a block of land. 900 square metre block of land. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. He hasn't laid a brick, and he told me, you know, to put a house on that block of land. It might have been... It might have been seven twenty or eight hundred. Anyway, there between yeah. seven and eight hundred thousand. Still ridiculous money. Um, it's going to cost him about eight hundred thousand dollars for a house. Wow. So, so I mean, when's the average Joe? You know, 
able to afford that if they're just starting out. And so it's, it's, it's becoming like that. And so this guy is saying this is unsustainable and that this um, reset is going to last about 12 to 14 years. And he's like, if you haven't bought a house, just chill, wait for a little bit, was his advice, and you'll get the house of your dreams for <laughs> half price with interest rates. At half price because you know the interest you're going to have Isn't to pay on it will be will be like, half price. I literally before we started the broadcast, there was an article here on um, I think it was News or Sky News or, or News.com.au, and they were saying to everybody, "Now's the time to buy a house because <laughs> <laughs> of the economy." And then you're sharing the other things. Yeah. So look, well anyway, I mean it's all in God's hands. Absolutely, God, but that, God I guess knows. It's, but it's, but yeah. things things do need. I mean, we've got the we've got things in place. We've got the central everything bank digital un- currency. Yeah. Everything is unstable. That's being rolled out. World Economic Forum Volatile. have been talking about that. Just here in Australia, all right, let, let's talk about what's taking place in our own parliament. Um, there's a Senate bill that was um, brought into the Senate last year at the end of November. And uh, most people probably don't even know about it. It's called the Digital ID Bill 2023. Okay. So where the government will seek to put a bill in place that will seek to streamline, you know, all our identities into a digital wallet, so to speak. And there's um, there's one of the senators, he's an independent senator, and he is from, he is from, where is he from? He's from South Australia. His name is Alex Antich. And you can go on uh, Twitter, I think it was Twitter or something anyway, he's got a little message there to oppose this digital identity bill, mm. 2023. Good on him. So, yeah, <laughs> so that was from, from Alex Antich and he's saying oppose it. A lot of people are opposing it. Oh. But this is all telling us that Revelation 13 is coming into focus. When you've got a central bank digital currency, which is um, digital currency with a digital wallet that individuals will have that is controlled by the central banks, of, of each country, and this is being uh, rolled out in some nations, like in the Caribbean, they're already utilising this currency in many other countries, including Australia. It's being worked on. It's in those initial stages of development. I mean, when you combine digital identity, you combine, you know, digital wallet, uh, you combine, you know, uh, Vaccine passports that they're talking about. Control. Uh, you can pl- <laughs> you, 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 you throw in there the social credit system that's being rolled out in China. Do you know how many cameras they've got in China? No. I just heard about it the other day. Um, 700 million cameras. Mm. That's, that's almost one camera. That, that's one camera for every two people. <laughs> and, um, you know, and we've got AI. AI in yeah. the mix that can um, work on these things and everything's programmable. So we are really looking at a time in history where it unlike makes- at any other time, we are able, well, governments are able to to make, a, a, you could call it, a, it's being called a digital concentration camp. Mm-hmm. That's what people out there are calling it. They're calling what we have now um, as the ability to put, people into a digital concentration camp. And we know based on Revelation 13 that buying and selling is going to be an issue at the end of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I had something to say but completely left <laughs> me when you mentioned concentration camp. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. Um, all right, now we've, we've, we've got a few minutes. We've got a few minutes. We've got to get to this. I talked about this <laughs> unprecedented event that happened at Davos. 
Um, this yeah, this is this is just this. off the charts. I'm t- you can't make this stuff up. You're holding on. You got seven minutes. You got to seven tell us. minutes. Right? We don't need that long, okay. folk. I hope you're holding on to we're your ready, seats. We're ready. We're ready. I hope your seatbelts are well and truly fastened. This was the headline. This is from um, World Economic Forum. This is what took place. World Economic Forum. The headline. Which doctor's performance adds new dimension? For the what? first time, they had a witch doctor at the World Economic Forum, which is all about, you know, politics and business, keeping it all politics and business, that did this incantation, that did this spell and that blew whatever they blew on the, on these individuals that were there, um, on this panel discussion. That's crazy. Let me share with you a little from the article. In an unprecedented moment at the renowned World Economic Forum in Davos, an unusual spectacle unfolded unfolded as a traditional witch doctor took center stage, performing incantations and engaging attendees in a spiritual experience distinct from the forum's typical business and political undertakings. She says, you know, a shift from the conventional Known for its concentration on global economic and political dialogues, the World Economic Forum took a remarkable detour, opening its doors to a distinctive cultural and spiritual element. Mm. And it goes on there and it talks about it. And and this is how the article um, finishes. It says... Um, The reaction of the attendees varied, with some intrigued by the unusual performance while others seemed unsettled. The witch doctor's actions, which included mumbled incantations, blowing air onto the audience and hexing the stage, marked a stark difference from the previous year's proceedings. This shift, notice these words now, this is straight out of Bible prophecy. This shift in the forum's narrative provoked thought and reflection on the role of diverse cultural practices and perspectives in shaping our understanding of the world and our approach to its complex challenges. Saying that the intersection of these contrasting approaches symbolizes the collective attempt to understand and address global challenges from all angles. Mm. What this article is saying and what they're saying is we need to bring the spiritual and the political together. Mm-hmm. We're not going to address the complex challenges facing our world just through political and economic means. This is huge. This tells us that spiritualism has made its way all the way through into our political and economic spheres. And these are the who's who in the world that go to the World Economic Forum every That's year. amazing. So you... You, you, we can see where things are going, and we know that through spiritualism and Sunday worship, at the end of time, these two great eras, the whole world will be taken in. Mm. And now we have all that. And talk about Sunday worship, that's going to be next week. I've got oh. some huge stuff that has just happened in January <laughs> from some of, some of the very interesting headlines. So um, we're going to look at that next week. We don't have time for that. But Pope Francis, Pope Francis addressed the World Economic Forum. And guess what he he emphasized? What did what did he emphasize? Two all important things that we need to focus on, and that is the climate and world peace. <laughs> the climate and world peace in order to bring the world together. And he was saying you have a responsibility as political and economic leaders of the world to lead the charge. Mm. So that was Pope Francis. So he weighed in at the World Economic Forum. 
through his representative. He was there, and a statement was read from him. So he inserted himself in that space. And then, add, add to that news, January 10, okay. Um, so much has happened. There at the Vatican, uh-huh. he met with all of the world's ambassadors. Did you know there are 184 nations that have ties with, with the Vatican, with the Holy See? I did the not political know that. Arm. 184 of the wow. almost 200-odd nations that mm-hmm. are recognized by the United Now, I think there's only 192, 194 nations recognized by the United Nations. Uh-huh. So almost the entire world. And in January, he had his annual, it's called the State of the World Address. <laughs> he speaks to these world leaders, these ambassadors. Of the, he tells them, can you believe it? Yeah. This is straight out of Revelation 13.3. Read Revelation 13.3. We've, we've got to ha- get a handle on this. Revelation 13.3, it says, And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, speaking of the Roman papacy, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled and followed the beast. Mm-hmm. And they're all there awaiting his state of the world address. And guess what he shared? Peace, this, this is from, from Pope Francis. He's sharing this with the world's ambassadors on January 8. Peace is primarily a gift from God, for it is he who has left us his peace. Yet it is also a responsibility incumbent upon all. Blessed are the peacemakers. And he goes and he talks about peace there. And then he goes on and he talks about the care for creation and peace are the most urgent issues. And they are closely linked. What are his two signature encyclicals Laudato Si and yep. Laudato Deum on the environment yes. and Fratelli Tutti on world peace Amazing. I'm telling you when they cry what? Peace Pe- and safety sudden destruction comes we're upon there. Them. we're there sister we are there we have arrived we have, we've been there for a little <laughs> while and, um, and let, let, let me finish off what he says here care for creation and peace are the most urgent issues and they are closely linked for this reason, he's speaking to these to these world ambassadors. For this reason, I express my hope that what was adopted in Dubai, speaking of the climate summit there last year, will lead to a decisive acceleration of the ecological transition through means to be achieved in four sectors, energy efficiency, renewables, elimination of fossil fuels, education in lifestyles that are less dependent on the latter. So he's saying we need to be educating in how to live a lifestyle in harmony with peace and with the environment. Wow. And we're going to get there next week. Next week, I've got some headlines. <laughs> well, From the land all... of the free and the home of the brave. There's so much oh, I'm happening. telling you, it's all there. And it just, oh, it's just, it's kind of, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's sobering. And it's um, really, really um, important for us right now to really connect with God. Amen. Because, you know. Everything he said is happening. It's all lining up. Right before Jesus comes. So uh, we need to look forward to that brighter day when Jesus comes. And right now we're going to listen to Tad Waku. He's going to bring to us this song. And after which you will have an opportunity for some final Final words. No. (laughs) When will the morning bring us light? Lose the fight When will the toil And the trouble disappear Tell me is it near 
voice of a friend. When will we smile and with laughter start to clear? Tell me, is it near? And when will the Father be the Son? Light of the world, Jesus the One. And when will the cloud of His glory full appear? Tell me, is it near? was Tad Wolku bringing to us the song he wrote himself, Brighter Day. And we have so enjoyed your company on the Looking Up program for 2024, the first one. It's been the exciting. The first one has been huge. And, and, and it started off with a bang. So, <laughs> uh, Pastor Danny, in these moments that remain, what are the final thoughts that you would like our listeners to take with them from today's Did broadcast. you say final? Yeah, just final. Final, final thoughts. I can't believe the time has come. We're going to have to land the plane. <laughs> We're going to have to land it. Oh, just boy, for a oh, week. Boy. Just for a week. And then we'll be back next week. And next week, yeah, there's a whole heap more that we need to talk about, and we will do that, God willing. And uh, we've talked about peace and uh, world leaders, uh, Pope Francis, um, be they political, religious, they're all crying out for peace. And the Bible tells us that at the end of time, that will be the cry for mm-hmm. peace and safety. And although uh, humans are seeking for a human solution mm-hmm. 
to peace and safety. The only one that can offer that peace and safety is Jesus Christ. And so I want to share a couple of scriptures, one from Isaiah chapter 9 and the other one from the words of Jesus in John 16 immediately before his crucifixion. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, a prophecy concerning the coming Messiah. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And that's from that famous uh, that famous piece from Handel, Handel's Messiah. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? beautiful? He is the Prince of Peace. That is Jesus Christ. And he will usher in peace mm. when he comes. That shalom that everyone is seeking for, that the world is seeking for, that the human heart longs for. And before his death, and crucifixion in the upper room with his with his disciples, Jesus shared these words. He said, These things I have spoken to you. He spoke about his imminent death mm. when they would all be scattered, each one to his own, and he would be left alone. And he says, I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Mm. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so in Christ we can have peace. Yes, we're going to have tribulation. God's people will suffer persecution. Jesus said that. The Apostle Paul says that. All of Scripture shares that. From the beginning of time, there's been that war that Satan has had with God's people. And so we can be of good cheer knowing that Christ overcame. And if we abide in him, we will overcome through him and through his power. And we have nothing to be afraid of. We can be of good cheer. No fear. No fear because the Prince of Peace is in our heart and in our lives. And so they're my final thoughts for today. No matter what is going on around us, it matters who is in you. And if the Prince of Peace is in you, you can smile at the storm because you have the Prince of Peace in your heart and life. Beautiful, beautiful. So many songs I felt like breaking up and singing as you were going through your final words there today. Pastor Danny, would you pray for our listeners? Sure. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for Jesus. We want to thank you that he is the Prince of Peace and that no matter what storms are raging around us in the world or in our own or in our own personal lives, that if we have Jesus in our hearts and in our lives, we can have that beautiful peace that passes all understanding. So bless us as we continue through this week and until we meet again. And we pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, it has come to an end, but don't worry. We'll be right back, same time, same place, uh, this time next week. Looking forward to it. You've already given us a number of hints that it's going to be huge, huge, huge. Wow. Oh, it's going to be wow. (laughs) (laughs) As Judah would say. It's going to be wow, 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 (laughs) friends. So uh, maybe tell a friend about this program and be sure to put an alarm on or something Mm, so you can uh, be there to listen and and to chime in even with your comments and questions. But stay on this uh, broadcast, stay on this radio station because there's another live program the drive time show coming from adelaide and until next week may god bless you and remember that fear looks around and worry looks around and all these things happen but 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 faith looks up <laughs> so amen keep looking up and god bless you <laughs> don't give up don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart keep looking up don't give up Don't give up should the tears begin to start 
With a prayer, all your cares he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me. Bye. 